0: Cool fact! A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: As gamers, we all have endless examples of being disappointed or misled, but what about the opposite? What about genuinely surprising efforts that didn't necessarily come out of nowhere, but left you feeling impressed, as though you haven't got this crazy industry we call gaming all figured out? What about those times you went into a game thinking you knew exactly what was coming, only to be pleasantly surprised? I'm Scott from WhatCulture.com, and these are 8 times video games proved you wrong. 8. Batman Arkham Asylum There was a time before Arkham Asylum when superhero games, and especially Batman games, weren't held up as anything close to true greats. Yes, I love the original Batman Begins game as much as the next guy and Batman and Robin's 2D animation was phenomenal in 1994, but there was a whole decade plus long period where Bat fans just had to make do with the likes of Batman Vengeance or Batman Gotham City Racer. Cut to 2009 and as a deal to make a Dark Knight tie-in game fell through, Warner Brothers turned to a bunch of complete nobodies as a way to still get something turned around featuring the Caped Crusader for a much smaller budget. The rest was obviously history, but Arkham Asylum didn't just tick the box of being a solid action game. It invented a combat system the competition would ape across the entire 8th generation, taking lessons from Metroidvanias that kept level design fresh, alongside scores of rewards genuinely worth seeking out. Number 7, Mortal Kombat 2011. Saying Mortal Kombat is anything other than a reliable IP in 2021 might seem crazy, but across the 2000s, and despite how much hardcore fans like me still cherish the likes of MK Apocalypse's kart racing mode, the franchise was struggling. Churned out releases with increasingly terrible new characters meant interest in the brand was waning, and after MK vs DC forwent all fatalities for an admittedly charming but toothless title, Midway were forced to file for bankruptcy in 2009. Thankfully, Ed Boon and co were snapped up by Warner Bros, and given the time to truly calculate one hell of a comeback. 2011 saw a revitalised Mortal Kombat invent a whole new way, and arguably the way, to do a story mode in a fighting game. Centred around revisiting the original three 2D games from a new perspective, it was the perfect way to pay tribute to what went before, while forging a new path and perspective for the future. Not to mention, Fatalities were back and featured some of the most gruesome body horror in entertainment history, while combat was tighter and more satisfying than ever. Since then, MK has gone from strength to strength, with Mortal Kombat 11 being the most successful installment yet. A barrage of DLC and platform for content plans show no signs of slowing down. 6. Dying Light After Dead Island, the gaming community was hurting. We all got swept up in that gloriously emotional trailer about the little girl and her family being overrun by zombies on holiday, and we were all subsequently let down by a shockingly basic final product with all the impact of a thrown cushion. In hindsight, it's pretty clear Dead Island was never going to be something like The Last of Us, but Techland as a studio ambled towards half-sequel Riptide before taking three years off to come back in force with Dying Light. To so many people though, Dying Light was to be avoided, endemic of not only the fact Techland's reputation was in the toilet, but that first person platforming was a failed experiment very rarely done right. Play Dying Light today though, especially the following re-release and expansion, and it's a whole other story. An awesome day-night cycle changes enemy behaviours mid-mission, unlockables included a frickin' dropkick to clear out crowds, and the first person parkour that we were all so afraid of, well, it became the benchmark for all vertical movement in first person across all of gaming going forward. Number 5, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time. They said it couldn't be done. We said it very loudly in 2001 when Eurocom tried to do a crash without Naughty Dog and we only repeated ourselves with every failed attempt to continue the orange marsupial without the watchful eye of that same veteran studio. Crash Sanity was the most enjoyable, but with Mind Over Mutant and Crash of the Titans both bombing, sales and fan reception wise, it seemed Crash was down for the count. Twelve years passed without a new Crash game, until, powered by a remake collection reminding generations old and new that Crash gameplay was something to be treasured, we finally got a brand new Crash title that is a genuine great. Developer Toys for Bob clearly carried across all the lessons they'd learned releasing the Insane trilogy, but they went one better, getting in touch with ex Naughty Dog team members to make sure the feel and humor of Crash was spot on. The results speak for themselves, and It's About Time lives up to its name in every possible respect. Number 4. Tetris 99 and Super Mario 35. In a move more Nintendo than opening a theme park where you punch PAL blocks and launch shells into question marks, the company's answer to the Battle Royale phenomenon was to do it with Tetris and the original 1985 Mario. Even right now, as you think about it, Tetris 99 and Super Mario 35 just shouldn't work. The idea of Battle Tetris had been done before, but not to such a large scale, where players are trading stacks of completed lines while actively targeting who's performing the best, resulting in a chaotic race to emerge victorious. The same goes for Mario 35. Based on the original NES Mario, just take another seasoned veteran pool of players and pit them against each other in real time. Who can complete Mario's iconic levels the fastest? And what about if scores of Goombas get thrown your way from other players? It's damn near genius and opens up a gateway into various other legendary single-player titles that would benefit from real-time Battle Royale leaderboards. Synchronized GTA 3 races from Salvatore's Mansion to the end of the airstrip in Shoreside Vale, let's go! 3. Doom 2016 Sometimes it takes a franchise to get knocked down and dragged out for enough reflection and wound licking to reinvigorate the entire IP. Such was the case with the risky and experimental Doom 3, something our own Josh Brown just couldn't get enough of, but most longtime Doom fans simply rejected outright. After cancelled Doom 4 footage looked to be exploring a late 2000s style of city-based carnage and scripted set pieces, id Software seemingly stood back from everything and thought, is this really what anybody wants? That entire version of Doom 4 was scrapped, and in came one of the most powerfully recommendable action games ever, the Reborn Doom of 2016. Striking a perfect tone of self-awareness mixed with all-out embracing as much carnage and industrial metal-backed chaos as possible, this was like embodying a mosh pit full of chainsaws as your favourite band goes into a crushing breakdown. Yes, that's a full-on metal reference, just ask your goth friend next time you see them. Doom Eternal would somehow go even further, pushing our brains to breaking point with 4K 120fps performance on PC and Xbox Series X. It was 2016's offering that re-established Doom as an IP that's here to stay, and it's the entry that drops the most jaws. Number 2. Cyberpunk 2077 If you told the gaming populace of 2015 that CD Projekt Red's follow-up to The Witcher 3 would not only be a catastrophic letdown for millions of fans, not only a lied about hodgepodge of promised and still-pending features, and not only a game so broken on last-gen systems Sony wouldn't even sell it over Christmas, you'd rightly be asked if you were confusing them with Bethesda. But no, with the only negative entry on this list comes a staggering fall from grace for a team who proved us all wrong in the worst way possible. The cross-media promotional campaigns where everything from Keanu Reeves Motorcycle Company to artists like Run the Jewels and Grimes were launching new music in time with the game. The clothing lines, big Christmas bundle deals, Xbox marketing partnership programs to sell series systems alongside the game. All of it imploded when the bottom fell out, as the base game of Cyberpunk 2077 just couldn't maintain quality across the board. To this day, we're sizing up the pros and cons of such a misaligned product and project, and in retrospect, it remains one of the most public gaffes in gaming history. Here's to Cyberpunk's patches, DLC and next-gen revamps proving us wrong yet again at some point in the future. And hopefully this time, it's for something far more positive. And number 1. Brutal Legend to finish something that was immensely disappointing and completely mismarketed from EA at the behest of Double Fine and Tim Schafer Brutal Legend appeared to be a God of War meets Heavy Metal action slasher, but it was anything but. See, having been conceptualised as a multiplayer strategy game first, the story side of things was more of an afterthought that quickly gathered steam. The more Schaefer and co. were put in touch with the likes of Lemmy and Jack Black. Point being, there is a brilliant, unique and genuinely recommendable strategy title here, that just happens to have a hilarious and charming set of story missions alongside. Gameplay is a hybrid of all-out action and top-down resource management, and if you simply treat Eddie Riggs as a controllable mouse cursor, thinning enemy ranks one minute before flying back to unleash new units the next, it all comes together. Having Ozzy Osbourne play a slightly annoyed guardian of ethereal ancient upgrades while you posse up with Lemmy, Rob Halford and plenty more is also brilliant. The world itself feels like a mishmash of every overblown metal album's art combined, and the soundtrack might just be the finest collection of rock and metal in gaming history. For those who simply discarded the marketing or gave it another shot years later, like myself, it remains my favorite double fine game after Psychonauts and one that will likely prove you wrong too if you pick it up today.
0: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.